Welcome to the Getting Uncomfortable Podcast, starting a war on comfort zones and the havoc that they wreak. I am Tara Christine, your host. Let's dive in, shall we? Hello and welcome, listener. Thank you for joining the Getting Uncomfortable Podcast. It has been a minute since I have come to you with a new episode. Uh, these last two to three weeks have been chock full of lots of different stuff going on, including the beginning stages of my licensing to become a foster care home. Um, I did announce this that this was going to be starting uh, about a month ago when I knew that the process was beginning and I was scheduled for an orientation and a couple weeks worth of classes. I've since gotten my fingerprints taken and am well on my way to reaching this goal, this dream actually that I've had for many years and realize that I have been being prepared for this moment all along and it's such an amazing thing. So um, I'm happy to be back. It's been a long time and I've thought about you all and this podcast so many times and sometimes we just end up juggling too many balls and some of them have to be set aside if we want to keep any in the air. So today's episode is basically, in a nutshell, about taking care of each other. And why is this uncomfortable, you might ask? That's because the commitment and the selflessness and often sacrifice it takes to care for another person uh, isn't always appealing to many of us, especially in this instant gratification, sort of self-absorbent society that we live in these days. It has slowly gained a lot of momentum and gotten out of control. I think that we can all agree that we tend to get very comfortable in our own everyday lives and our hopes and our dreams and our feelings and our stresses and anxiety and everything that we have going on and do forget to pay attention to everything and everybody that is around us. And this sets up failure on everybody's part because we're all just missing out on the love and support that we could and should be getting from those around us in our journey on this earth. Um, it's not an individual journey, you know, the saying it takes a village is a legit real thing. It really takes everybody coming together as one to make sure that all of the different things that need to be done get done. And if we all could find it within ourselves to just look outside of who we are and what we're feeling and what we want, um, just even part of the time, I think that we would find a heck of a lot more, no, I don't think, I know that we would find a heck of a lot more fulfillment in um, our life, in our existence, because ultimately that is the mission of human beings, is to take care of each other. Um, so the sacrifices that come with that may not be appealing to many, but 
the long-term benefits and not even just gratification because it's nice to feel good about doing things for others but the bottom line really is we get back exactly what we give and if we aren't giving of ourselves and giving of our individual abilities and talents that our higher power um, my good Lord in my case has blessed me with then no we're not living to our fullest potential and there's going to be a void which unfortunately many just end up turning to worldly feel-good now tendencies as far as drugs and alcohol and promiscuity I mean I did I, I did when I was young that's the cultural norm right we look forward to I mean as soon as we can we're drinking because it's cool that's what everybody does that's what adults do that means adulthood and that means we've made it and so as soon as we can we're trying to be like the adults around us and we're drinking and self-medicating in the worst of ways that are just so detrimental to our health. In the middle of a very important time of our lives that we need to be transitioning into adulthood maturely, learning important life skills, yet so many of us end up on the wrong track fostering this lifestyle of numbing the pain and having what they think is fun with who they think are their friends, slowly but surely setting themselves up for a lifestyle of disappointment and probably depression and maybe some desperation and failure in relationships or career uh, financially, you know, that everything just starts to fall apart. And the fact of the matter is, this is part and partial to the fact that we have given up taking care of each other to the capacity that we should and could be. As a Christian woman, this value is pretty much very top priority for me. It is made clear over and over again in the Bible. We are commanded to care for each other as we would ourselves, especially suffering widows and children. There are over a hundred verses in the Bible referring to the fact that widows and children need to be taken care of. We need to be stepping up and caring for those around us. No matter how unglamorous it might be or cramping our lifestyle and the way that we see our world as we want it, all of the noise around us has only come to distract us from our ultimate purpose in existing in the first place. And that is living as a community and caring for each other as a community, always. I would like to share a couple Bible verses with you because there is so much power in them. The Bible is literally the living word and it is our instruction manual for all things. So Mark 12 verses 30 through 31 state very clearly, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second commandment is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Our neighbor constitutes every other living person that is around us, no matter where we are. We are surrounded by others and they are our neighbors. Hebrews 13 verses 1 through 2 say, Let brotherly love continue. 
Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Do you know what that means? That means that maybe the dirtiest homeless person you see on a city street somewhere could be an earth angel. And you don't know what purpose there is for the things going on around you, but guaranteed nothing is coincidental and there are signs all around if only we would, again, get outside of ourselves and pay attention. James 127 says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Isaiah 117. Learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, and plead the widow's cause. Psalm 68.5. Father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows, is God in his holy dwelling. The Bible is obviously written in ancient language and terms and such and can be confusing to follow along with. But when you take the actual time and effort to break it down and understand what these verses mean, it's all the same thing. It's all about love and service and giving of ourselves because we each have very specific gifts that we were born with for a very specific reason. And if we could take that time to look at the plights of all of those around us there are small acts of service that we could just give. As simple as a smile, making eye contact, acknowledging another human being, that instills so much worth and value sometimes you might not even know, but it's so simple and it's so selfless. Now, regardless of being a Christian woman, I am a human being, therefore completely imperfect. And I have to admit, you know, that I have had many completely selfish seasons in my life and been so self-absorbed, not even noticing so many things going on around me. And not just that, but furthermore, exactly how my behavior based on how I'm feeling in my self-absorption is affecting everything and everybody around me. That wake-up call was a tough one for me. I have had to have a lot of grace and learn to forgive a lot of the behaviors that I have displayed over the years, and primarily toward the people that I love most, that mean the most in my life. I have inflicted a lot of damage to relationships that I held so dear, and some of that damage was irreparable. I was not able to stay in those relationships. And ultimately, the mess that I made out of them is becoming my message. But I would also like to clarify that although I made mistakes and I played my part in the dissolution of these relationships, there are two sides to every story. And that's part of it, is that I hadn't done my due diligence to realize my own heart and my own needs and therefore I surrounded myself with people that were not good for me and that again comes into the being distracted by the noise around us and endlessly seeking out that instant gratification because we're so consumed with ourselves. 
So as I said, I believe that my whole life so far has been in preparation to bring me to this point of becoming a licensed foster care parent. Having become a mom at such a young age, which was 17 for those who are not aware, I was naturally a caregiver and, you know, willingly sacrificial to that baby and then soon came to more and I just was a young mother of 22 with three kids and at that time I was married, we had a home, we had a pet, we, he had the full-time job. It was the typical American dream that so many people strive for. I was blessed to be able to be home with my kids and have that stay-at-home mom role until my youngest was four and I ended up leaving my husband and a divorce ensued and all of life changed drastically. But in the meantime, we had always had an open door policy. Family, friends, it did not matter. Holidays, weekends, nighttimes, whenever, if you're rolling by and you want to stop in, we constantly had visitors and people stopping over and such a great community of support and love around us all the time. Those were such great days. We made so many memories with our loved ones as much as we possibly could. And I continued with that throughout the years. Open door policy. You need something, you call me. You're in the area, stop by. It's never an intrusion. If the door is unlocked, please come in. And so over these 13 or so years since I became a single mom again and admittedly have struggled financially all along pretty much, I continued that policy as I said and began taking people in. Um, I became a homeowner almost four years ago now and this was in the middle of all of my kids preparing to grow up and move out. My oldest had already left. Um, my son was in the process of transitioning to stay at his dad's completely full-time, which left me with my youngest daughter every other week at that time. And my house just felt so empty. This big, beautiful... I mean, it's big to me. It's not a big house by any means, but... It's three full bedrooms, it's two full baths with another toilet in the basement down in the laundry area, but it's a full finished basement with a hot tub down there. It's completely beautiful, a great living space. I have a big yard, I have an attached garage, I'm right next to the high school, and I just felt like God did not bless me with this property to hoard it by myself. And for it to sit here empty and quiet with me and a couple kitties, barely having any utilization whatsoever. I tell you, my kitchen almost died of boredom for probably about close to two years there. Because when nobody's around, what's the point of going in it or cooking a meal or filling the fridge? It just really didn't happen. My lifestyle completely changed from family and, you know, having that routine of school and dinner and homework and, and the whole gambit of they're growing up and they're doing their own thing and they're off and everything changed, which was very hard for me to adjust to. So as I said, 
I started putting feelers out uh, in the community, at church, where I worked, and really just opening up the invitation that if anybody knew of somebody who needed a place to stay temporarily, you know, I have a room. I have a spare room. I have a full basement. And I ended up taking a couple people in from church for a few months one summer and then for a year a real great friend of mine and his lady friend uh, came and stayed with me to transition into their plan um, my oldest daughter back actually before I bought this house when she was still living with me had a friend living with us for a while as well who really didn't have family support and had kind of been bouncing around the majority of her childhood I was happy to take her in and at that point in time I worked maybe 15 hours at our local dollar store financially I was not in a place to try to support another human being but I had a roof over my head we did have food in the cupboard there were so many reasons that I had to regardless of the fact that I was struggling to pay my bills it might not make sense to so many people, but for me, on a human level, it's just a no-brainer. And it doesn't take much to help out another person temporarily, get them back on their feet, show them a little love, make them warm and full, and give them the energy or the inspiration to keep going. Because this life can be so hard, we all know that, but it doesn't have to be. We get into this lone wolf syndrome where we like to feel important by doing it all on our own and be able to brag, yet we're setting ourselves up to fail again because we can't do it all on our own. And all that's really happening in our minds is somewhere there is a self-confidence issue and a belief that we aren't worthy of others showing up for. So we don't even put ourselves out there to be shown up for. We won't ask for help and think that that's just a selfless thing. We don't want to impose on anyone else, yet that's a very selfish thing. We are robbing others from the opportunity to bless us with their abilities and we are robbing ourselves from being able to give and have that fulfillment of our purpose as it should be here on earth. Not that long ago, I was driving around our town and just got to thinking as I was looking at all of the houses, I wonder who lives there and I wonder who lives there and is every bedroom full? Is there only one person living in that big house? Why is it not almost a written law that if we have the space to share, someone should be occupying it? There ultimately is zero excuse for any person on this earth to, and I'm getting emotional now, but to be cold or go hungry or not have a place to lay their head and rest. You know, we're all weary sometimes and those are the times that we shouldn't be withdrawing and trying to disappear into the background. We need to be reaching out and lifting up people that have become so paralyzed in their own maybe grief or sorrow or hopelessness and these are all only temporary things 
it is inexcusable for us to notice a need that someone who we may know or not know may be having and to turn a blind eye to not do the right thing and offer a helping hand that's free there are so many things that cost no money maybe a little bit of our time and yes our time also is valuable but investing it in doing something for others is the ultimate investment that you will get the ultimate return on that investment guaranteed and it is not an instant payout this isn't something that you might see the benefits of which i hope you're not doing it for the benefit of it to get something in return we should be just loving for the sake of loving but in the grand scheme of things and in the big picture everything that we give that becomes our legacy what we do for others not what we collect in material things and possessions and i walk around my house these days and i think oh my gosh you know if somebody i invited into my home felt the need to steal my tv or some knickknacks off a shelf or something like that honestly i can't say it would break my heart the tv distracts me from so many productive things that i could be doing on a regular basis i i give in and i admit that it's frustrating i should i've thought about canceling my subscriptions and getting rid of the tv completely those knickknacks well other than maybe a little visual stimulation of just having a cute little decorated home which i'm not sure i even pay attention to the majority of them every time i walk by anymore anyway they serve no purpose in my life they they don't give my existence any value i really ultimately could care less about those things yes i have some valuable possessions yes there are things that i hold dear to my heart and i would not want to lose but again there is not a physical object that is the end all be all in my life there are my children there's my family there's other human beings absolutely but as far as my stuff that that's just not at the top of my list anymore and i can honestly say that through my struggling years as a single mom and not being able to maybe own some of the toys that other people have or the nicest car all the time or whatever the case may be now that all of those things are completely meaningless to me i have found a peace that surpasses all understanding because it's just not what this world is about and the world wants to make you think that's what it's about because that's just how it's built but falling into that is the ultimate detriment and i do believe that that's how satan gets his hooks in completely we live in a fallen world ruled by satan and on the worst days when we chant that mantra not today satan it's the truth i woke up having such a horrible morning tuesday and i know for a fact actually the whole day ended up kind of being frustrating no matter what i did i kind of couldn't shake it and everything was just on my nerves even more and i i tried so hard but it was tough so 
I was aware of the fact that this was happening to me extra on this day because Monday was epic. It was an amazing day of this huge online virtual summit called Becoming Unstoppable. It was 11 hours of gold. There were so many live speakers and so much amazing content and I learned a ton and grew so much and have so many new strategies to apply to my business and just personally that it was amazing. I went to bed exhausted but renewed and then I woke up attacked by the enemy. And despite my awareness of this, it seemed like everything was aligned to continue to try to work against me throughout the day. These wake up on the wrong side of the bed times are so frustrating and all I can say to that effect is that I am thankful that this only happens to me now maybe every few months or so whereas only a few short years ago I woke up primarily feeling that way. Maybe even half of the time I just struggled to be in a good mood and let go of the things that were weighing me down and bogging my mind and distracting me from what's really important in this world, which again is looking out for our fellow brothers and sisters, our neighbor, taking care of each other and making sure that whatever we have to offer is being offered to those around us. There just is no question that we all could be doing a little bit better in playing our part to give of anything that we possibly can little big sometimes you know all these things matter in the grand scheme of things the smallest of acts can change a life forever and i know i have my stories that i think back and so many things stick with me and maybe these people don't even know the impact they had on me in the moment but the trajectory of my life was altered enough to eventually take me somewhere that I didn't really expect I would be going. And I'm sure, I, I know that I've had that impact on others as well. And it really boils down to just noticing. We can tell very easily from the look on somebody's face or just the energy that they happen to be giving off in that moment that something is going on with them. And instead of just ignoring it and, oh, awkward and, oh, no, some people can be private, yes. But honestly, there's nothing wrong with trying and opening the line of communication just to let somebody know that I'm here. I'm here. If you just need 10 minutes to vent, if you just need a hug, if you just need a nap and a meal, you know, if there's something that I can help to provide, I am happy to do that. It is is invaluable so taking care of each other I hope that this is something that we maybe can all make a mental note of and realize that there is much much more that we could be doing on a daily basis and that by doing so our own lives will be that much more fulfilled and who doesn't want that I will be back again with a part two to this because we really didn't talk about foster care, uh, the process, what I've completed so far and have had going on these last couple weeks. I would really like to share that because a little transparency into it could answer a lot of questions and maybe even make this 
uh, something that another individual or a family would consider. And that in itself would be huge and also invaluable. So I thank you for joining me and sticking it out with me for this almost half hour here. Um, I look forward to continuing to connect with everybody on a daily basis. You could find me at Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube at I am Tara Christine and also at www.iamtaracristine.com. Please follow for more content and share with those you feel may benefit from getting uncomfortable with us. Have a beautiful day.